The Strategic Leader Podcast, episode number 248. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. I am so grateful that you've joined us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and let me just say, if this is your first time, welcome. If you are a regular listener to the program, we are super excited to have you in this wonderful community of leaders. Hey, we're in the process of transitioning our program to a new and upgraded format and feel, and while we're transitioning... I've decided to highlight some of our most impactful episodes so far. If you're ready to take your life and leadership to the next level, then I am sure this episode is going to make a huge difference in your life. Let's get focused, let's get engaged, and let's go all in right now. Well, as leaders, we are compelled to serve others. In fact, Leadership is influence, but leadership is never about the leader. It's always about those that he or she is called to serve. No doubt, leadership is all about others. However, there's a principle I want to talk about today that must be considered. There was a story where two of Jesus' disciples were given an opportunity to serve someone. And this particular individual was asking for something that they did not have. And there's a statement that's made in this little dialogue, such as I have, give I thee. The principle is very simple. You cannot give what you do not have. Serving from a place of empty creates all kinds of challenges. Serving from a place of burnout or lack of, as a leader, creates numerous opportunities for very difficult circumstances to, ar- to arise. And of these challenges, some of them involve our own emotional, spiritual, and relational state. In fact, many times working out of or serving others out of a place of emptiness creates emotional, spiritual, and relational bankruptcy. You've heard the term burnout or leadership burnout, and I do, in fact, agree that it's a problem. Uh, I have observed and known many people in leadership responsibilities and leadership roles that give and give and give and give and give and reach a point where they have nothing left to give and they burn out or they implode or they create inadvertently a crisis of their own or their family situation enters into crisis or their marriage or their money because at some point when you are operating in deficit it catches up with you whether you're a ceo of a company whether you're the pastor of a church or maybe you're just an individual maybe you're an entrepreneur a solopreneur i want to tell you that taking care of you is paramount to the success of your leadership calling. You cannot give what you do not have. So, Brian, how can we make sure that my account stays full? (laughs) Why should I make this me time or this we time a priority in my life? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to talk to you about the best investment a leader can make. Specifically, I'm going to share with you 10 reasons why me time and we time 
which I'll explain, is so vitally important to your overall success in life. Most leaders know one speed, (laughs) and it's just full throttle, full tilt, all out, all the time. There is something about the leadership DNA that just drives us to, to go after it. And, you know, leaders tend to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It seems as though it's difficult for leaders and innovators to really ever put their work down, just leave it at the office. I know for me, I struggle with this. I'm always engaged in some way, even when I'm home, even when I'm out to dinner with friends, there's always wheels spinning in in the back of my mind as it relates to the things I want to create, the things I want to produce, the things that I want to see happen. And, you know, One can argue that there are thousands and thousands of examples of individuals who have experienced high levels of success due to this drive, due to this level of commitment, due to this level of focus. But I would ask you, at what cost? Make no mistake about it. Leadership carries a price with it. But sometimes the price that we pay wasn't required. Sometimes we inadvertently pay more than we even need to because we haven't found the balance of investing in ourselves, investing in the relationships that mean more to us than other things. And I just feel like that we can find a balance there. How many people that you've observed or read about or seen arrive at the pinnacle of their trade or the top of their career path only to look back and find extreme carnage that is their life? The relationships lost along the way. At what cost? How many artists, music artists, actors, corporate executives, and yes, even pastors, how many have successfully scaled the achievement ladder, but in the process they've lost their soul and maybe even lost their marriage or maybe lost the connection to their children in the process? As it relates to this whole leadership deal and and this whole needing to invest in ourselves. How many children grow up without fathers or mothers? I'm talking about because their parents are so given over to investing everything in their business, in their church, in their organization. How many kids, because of the distraction that is life, never know the affirmation or the the word of encouragement or the sincerely interested involvement of a parent? How many children wind up with leftovers because their parents are consumed with their very hectic schedules and their stressful jobs? The 21st century culture is so success or results driven that I'm afraid that we often sacrifice the things that really matter the most on the altar of status or the altar of accolades. I want to say to you today that I believe that it's not worth it. I believe we can lead on high levels. I believe we can accomplish great things. I believe we can make a difference. I believe we can transform the world through godly, principle-centered leadership. I believe that. But I just cannot embrace the idea that one has to sacrifice the things that really matter for the sake of achieving that goal. 
let me share with you from my own heart. My wife and I are in the middle of an interesting season. My son, who is our oldest, recently turned 21. <laughs> and we joke that when he turned 18, you know, he was pumped up to be 18 because he, he now he was an adult. You know, 21 is this magic age. He's an incredible kid. He's got a great head on his shoulders. And he has a lot of strong principles that seem to be guiding him, even in this seeking stage he's in. But he's working. He's learning. He's pursuing education. He's developing his own identity. He's formulating his mindset and his philosophy of life. And I'm sure it won't be too many more years when he finds the person he wants to spend his life with. He gets married and they together begin their own family. That's a big deal, man. It's a big deal for me to think that I'm going to have grandkids soon. Our daughter, who is our youngest, in her own precious way, she'll be embarking on the journey that God has set before her, the journey to significance, the journey to meaning, the journey to fulfilling her life's purpose and destiny. Well, the bottom line for me and my wife is things are a-changing. And in addition to these very real and very deeply emotional changes, personally, I'm in the process of kind of reinventing myself. Some would call it midlife crisis. I really call it just simply finding my lane and refocusing uh, my life on what matters most and on how I can most effectively live out my dreams and accomplish my goals and do what it was I was created to do. All these things weigh heavily on me. I'm traveling 60 to 90 days per year. I work at least 50 to 60 hours a week. I'm constantly teaching, training, recording, coaching, mentoring. Uh, I like to put it like this. I'm, I feel like I'm always pouring out and giving out because it's what I do. I love serving other people. That's what leaders do. I, I love who I am and I love what I do. But there comes a time for me and for all of us when it's prudent to step away from it all and engage in what I'm tongue-in-cheek referring to some me time. It's so important that I don't get caught up in the vortex of day-to-day activity and busyness and the drive to accomplish, to achieve, that I forget the importance of me stepping back and receiving on some level and allowing my own heart and my own mind to be renewed. It's also important that my family, in my case, it's my wife and my kids and my mom and my in-laws and the people that are closest to us, it's important that they get the very best of me, not the leftovers, not the scraps, not the emotional debris that's left at the end of a very long and hard week. It's important that I frame and formulate and schedule we time, W-E. That's time that is spent with my family loving, laughing, and living, and sharing together, and, and just doing life at a heart level. That is everything to me. In fact, in many ways, it's what life is really all about. My supposition today is this. One of the best investments a leader can make is investing time, energy, and attention with yourself and with those that you love. In the ancient scriptures, there's a beautiful passage that says, what would it profit a man 
if he gained the entire world, everything, success, money, belongings, you name it, have the best of everything, if you gain everything there is that you can possibly achieve and gain in this world and in your lifetime, but if you lose your soul, if you lose relationships that should be in your life, if you lose the connectivity and the the covenant between you and your wife, you and your husband, or the the connection that's supposed to be there between a father and his son, a mother and her daughter. You gain everything, and if you lose what matters most, you've gained nothing. I want to talk to you about the 10 benefits of scheduling me time and we time. I want to talk to you about the things that that you will realize as a result of investing on this level in yourself and in those that you love. Let's talk about the 10. Number one, rest. That's a big deal. Never before in history have we seen the physiology that is the lack of rest so pronounced and so prolific in our culture. People are functioning on fewer hours of sleep. The sleep they do get is not restful sleep. Their bodies are not being renewed, rejuvenated. And we are living in a tired, worn out society. So much of the disease and the health challenges that we face in the 21st century are a result of a lack of rest, real rest. I'm talking about the body. And there's something about getting away and being intentional about turning the alarm clock off and just not having an agenda you have to get up and perform to every day and just get away for a few days and allow your body to rest. That's a benefit that has immeasurable benefits. The second benefit is recovery. I don't know too many people that have not been through traumatic, difficult experiences. And sometimes, gosh, given the right circumstances, you might be in that every day. It's like it's like every day is a battle. Every day is stepping onto the battlefield or onto the, the playing field and getting hit without pads on. And sometimes you've taken enough hits and you've experienced enough disappointment or you've been hurt enough or you've uh, faced obstacles that have just challenged you over and over and over again and mentally emotionally spiritually you are simply you are degraded you are diminished your capacity to perform has been robbed from you and you need some time to recover you just need time to get it together to clear your mind to to allow your spirit to recover and come back to where you can get focused again Recovery. Do you, I'm asking you, do you need recovery? I'm not talking about addictions necessarily. I'm not talking about, you know, that kind of recovery. And that may be important too. But I'm saying when you schedule and are intentional about me time and we time, you give yourself opportunity to recover from those intense moments, days, seasons, so that you can get back in the game and do it better do it stronger, do it more clearly, recovery. The third benefit of investing in oneself and investing in relationships is regained perspective, regained perspective. It is so easy 
in the heat of the battle. It's so easy in the day-to-day grind to become fixated on the things that are demanding our attention and we don't we lose the perspective of the bigger picture we we begin to see through foggy glasses we begin to lose perspective on the dream or the hope or the vision or the thing that we were going after we might even lose perspective on the objective completely because we're constantly putting out fires but one of the beautiful benefits of me time and we time is regained perspective This is true in in marriages, especially when you can spend time and be together and regroup a little bit around what are we here for? Why why are we doing this? What is it that means a lot to us and how can we regain our perspective on, on where we are going together as a couple? The fourth benefit, I like this one, restored hope. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Which means the longer you hope for something and don't receive it or don't see it in your life, over time, that hope diminishes and eventually your heart becomes ill. I've met so many people in the last several years that have lost hope. They don't see a way out. They don't see uh, a way to bring their finances back to where they can be. They don't see a way to save their business They don't see a way to save their marriage. They don't see a way to reconcile the relationship between them and their children. They've lost hope. Intentional time away, intentional separation from the fray, this me time, this we time, brings you to a place where you can actually have your hope restored. Number five, the fifth benefit of me time and we time is renewed vision. Renew. That's a compound word. That means to to make new again vision. What is the vision that God has planted in your heart? What are your dreams? What are your desires? What are the things that you set out to do, but because of life you've given up and you've you've lost perspective, you've lost that picture. You can't see any longer uh, a way forward. And without vision, you know what happens. You just begin to die. You perish. Getting away and being away and, and getting quiet and getting out of the, the dust gives you an opportunity for renewed vision. Number six, I like this one. Recreation and just plain old fun. When is the last time you did something just for the heck of it? When is the last time... You said, you know what, I love doing X, and I'm going to go spend the whole flipping day. I don't care if no work gets done, but I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to learn. I'm going to just have a blast. I'm going to go bowling. I'm, I don't like to bowl, but I'm going to go uh, shoot guns. I'm going to go do so. I'm going to go do something that just brings me joy. When's the last time you did that? We call it recreation, but let me break that word down for you. It's recreation. If I know anything about how we're created, we are created as creators. We are made in the image and likeness of God himself. Therefore, at the very least, at the very least, we have creative powers. And having fun and laughing and doing things that are fun actually stimulates our mind and our spirit. And we can begin to create again. That creative juice 
begins to bubble up. That creative spirit in us begins to come alive and we begin to think again and innovate and have more ideas. Listen, if you are stuck in your business and you are just at a brick wall and you can't figure out how in the world to get past it, here's what you do. Turn your computer off, shut your flipping phone off, close the office for a couple of days and go have fun. Just go have fun. I'm telling you, this will change your perspective and it will awaken something in you that's there. But you need to recreate. Go have fun. It is okay to laugh. It is okay to make jokes. It is okay to do crazy things. It's just fun. My son the other day, bless his heart, he decided he wanted to go, I think they call it uh, something grass boarding. They, they did some kind of a skateboard thing without wheels down the side of a, a big hill. He came home, cut up, scraped up, bleeding from every place you can imagine. And I'm like, dude, what were you thinking? And he said, dad, it was so much fun. I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a really wicked and messed up form of fun. But hey, whatever floats your boat, brother. But listen, go have, I, I am stressing number six, go have fun. It's a great investment. It's a great benefit. Number seven, the seventh benefit of scheduling me time and we time, and I'm going to shift to relationships now for a couple of these. We time provides opportunity for relationship triage. I know in my life, there have been moments and seasons when I've been so caught up in doing what I do. I didn't recognize that the health of my relationship with my wife was fading and was in serious trouble. I unwittingly acquiesced to the pressures of my business and my ministry and the things that I was doing, and I forgot that my first responsibility was to love, to cherish, to nurture, and to build up the one that God gave me, and that is my wife. Sometimes the best thing you can do is take initiative, as hard as it may be for you. Book a couple of flights, or book a cabin, or a bed and breakfast somewhere, or whatever it is you two enjoy doing together, and book it. Jump in the car go to the airport or drive, whatever you have to do, but just say, honey, pack a bag. We're leaving for a few days. We need some time. I'm not advocating that you've got to use that time to have deep, horrible, painful discussions. It may happen. It may not, but just get away. Hold hands. Husbands, open the door for your wives. You have no idea. Just opening the door for for your wife at a restaurant would make her feel like a million dollars, but just take time to invest in the relationship. Because the benefit is relationship triage. Number eight is related to that. It's relationship deposits. Maybe your relationship's in a good place. Maybe you're not in trouble in any way, form, or fashion. Maybe things are okay. But you know what? Every time you invest in we time, you are making deposits in that bank account. You're making deposits so that when there comes a moment when a hefty withdrawal has to be made, a major pressure is put on your marriage, You have made enough deposits. You have enough in the account to maintain you through that difficult season. Relationship deposits. Number nine, the ninth benefit. And this benefit is universal to the individual and to the relationships. Growth and development. You cannot invest this kind of time and not grow. You cannot invest this kind of time in yourself or in your spouse or in your children and not cause a healthy development of the essence of what those are all about. And number 10, the 10th benefit 
of spending time, investing time, me time and we time, is you can rediscover your why. Who am I? Why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Do I like this job? Do I hate this job? Do I like who I work with? Do I not like who I work with? Why do we get married in the first place? And that's not a bad question. Go back and remember. Fall in love again. Remember the qualities, the beauty, the little dimples, the cute little calves, whatever it is. Remember and rediscover why you're in this thing. It's one of the beautiful benefits of scheduling me time and we time. Let me review these for you again. The best investments a leader can make are in yourself and in those that you love. Here are the benefits. Rest, recovery, regained perspective, restored hope, renewed vision, recreation and plain old fun, relationship triage, relationship deposits, growth and development, and rediscovering your why. These are just some of the benefits that we, my wife and I, have personally realized as a result of taking time for me and for we. You know, a few weeks ago, as I close this out, I traveled to Nevada. I, I've only been there one other time that I can remember, but I scheduled a trip for me, and I don't do this very often. Now, I, I go to some conferences. I attend a lot of conferences and, and seminars. You've heard me talk about the fact that I'm a lifetime learner. And by the way, that's, that's quality good me time. But in this case, I needed some fun. I wanted to learn. I wanted to grow. I wanted to become better at something, but I knew I was going to have a flipping blast doing it. So I signed up for and I attended an elite firearms training institute and took a four-day defensive handgun class. I wish I had time to tell you all about that. It was a phenomenal experience. Uh, in fact, I may tell you more about that at some point because not only did I become so much more proficient and competent and confident uh, in that particular skill set, but quite honestly, it grew me as a leader. It grew me in so many ways because of the way that the course was run, things that I learned that were principle-oriented. Just a great experience overall. But I didn't just plan a trip for me. I did four days, and then I said, you know what? On the last day, I'm going to fly my wife out to meet me in Las Vegas and I'm going to treat her for her birthday to fourth row tickets to see Celine Dion in concert. And we did. Monday night, which was the last day of my class, my wife flew into Vegas. I picked her up at the airport. We went to our hotel. We, I had to, to take a shower, get cleaned up, and, and get ready. We went out to a beautiful dinner together and just kind of began our time together. The next day, we spent all day on the Strip. Neither one of us had ever, had ever been there just taking in all the sights and checking out the beautiful architecture and the hotels and the shopping and just doing all that there is to do there. And of course, that evening, we had an immaculate dinner at one of the fabulous restaurants there in Caesar's Palace Casino. And then, of course, we went and got in our place to see Celine Dion. What an incredible show. What an incredible time. I think the thing that blessed me more than anything in that whole deal, first of all, I love music. I'm a musician, and I love Celine's music, by the way. Everything she sings is very meaningful to my wife and I because uh, several of her songs were very meaningful to us during our healing process years ago. So the concert was absolutely top shelf. But the thing that I enjoyed most about it looking back was the joy it brought my wife, how special just a little bit of invested time in her made her feel. Having that, those few hours together, enjoying something together, that investment was life-giving to us. And for those that may not know, 
I have this interesting little knack. Everywhere I go, I meet people. That's right. I have this uncanny knack of meeting famous, important people, whether it's politicians, entertainers, sports figures, TV show host, whatever. I just happen to meet people everywhere I go. And of course, that night, shock and awe, okay? But my wife, actually, during the middle of the concert, got to cuddle up to Celine Dion, arms around each other, and I took a picture from just a couple of feet away of the two of them arm in arm. How crazy is that? Here's my thing. Now, I can go off on a tangent about how that's just the favor of the God and, and how it's just good luck or whatever you want to call it. The truth is, it was just a blessing. It was just a great way to cap it all off. It was just uh, such a gift to my wife that I didn't arrange, but it happened. And I'm telling you, that 24-hour period we spent together was an investment that is more powerful, more rewarding, and will render more benefits in our life than anything I could have done anywhere else in the world on those two days. By the way, I'm going to be putting that picture in this post. So if you want to see my wife with Celine Dion, I'll have a picture for you there in the show notes. Listen, my my time at the handgun class was so invigorating for me. It was awesome. Mine and my wife's day and a half together in Vegas was exactly what the doctor ordered. It was refreshing. It was renewing. It was very special in so many ways. Listen, you don't have to do expensive things. You don't have to do extravagant things. You don't have to spend a ton of money. The simple investment of your time, your heart, your attention focused inwardly if you're doing it for yourself or focused on the one that you love if it's a a husband or a wife or a child or your whole family together on a vacation this is the greatest investment you will ever ever make as a leader you say brian i have no clue how to do that stuff how do i what, what do i do what are some options well get away for a weekend find a cabin find a find a condo somewhere if you're living near the beach go to the beach Go camping. Go buy a $40 tent at Walmart and take your wife camping or go camping by yourself. Whatever whatever you have to do to get away. And by the way, let me just stress this. I really, really suggest getting away. If it's just an hour out of town, find some place you can go where you're away from all the distractions, all the demands, the emails, the inboxes, the the all that stuff. Just and turn the phone off. Get away. Invest the time in yourself. Invest the time in those you love. Take a spiritual retreat. I've done several of those the last few years with Fellowship of the Sword. I'll I'll provide a link in the show notes. You want to know where to go as a man or as a woman by yourself to to really have a, a phenomenal time away, a refreshing time, an investment in you. I recommend Fellowship of the Sword. Highly recommend it. I mean, you can't even believe how highly I recommend it. Do a spiritual retreat. Go to a conference if that's your thing. Go to a concert. Take a vacation. If you're in a position to do so, take a sabbatical. Take a whole month off of work and just get away somewhere and and be alone, you and God and those that you love. Whatever you can do, do it. Make a commitment to yourself and to the relationships that mean the most to you. Invest in you and invest in in those you love. Remember this. An empty vessel cannot be poured out. If you're if you're running on empty as the Eagles once recorded, uh, it it you're you're going to crash and burn pretty soon. 
You cannot be poured out. You cannot impact the lives of other people as a leader if you yourself are running on empty. You cannot give what you do not have. You have to be a receiver before you can be a giver. The greatest investment a leader can ever make. And I want to challenge you. Start with you. Practice what you preach. In fact, lead by example. Schedule your time away. I want to speak to pastors as I close this out. Your church can survive without you for a week or two or three or even a month. I don't know why in the world we think that that the whole thing's going to fall apart if we're gone. Listen, this is God's church. It ain't your church. And the truth is, your congregation will love you more. They will engage you more. And you will be able to serve them more effectively if you will take time for you, if you will take time for your wife or your husband, if you will get away and pour into your family, I promise you the dividends, the returns on that investment are crazy. Whoever you are, are you sacrificing the relationships that matter most in order to build that church or build that company or build that organization? If, if so, I want to challenge you to ask yourself the question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? It really is one of the best investments a leader can make. Me time. We time. I believe in you. And I want to see you become the powerful, influential, successful leader that God has created you to be. Well, thank you for joining us for this special edition episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. I trust that you are deeply impacted as we discuss meaningful topics on how to grow your life and your leadership and, of course, your influence. You can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com. And we're reminding you that for the next couple of weeks, maybe months, we're going to be bringing you some of our very best podcast content. We don't want you to miss any of those, so tune in each week and we'll continue to bring you wonderful, wonderful content. Hey, we're busy behind the scenes around here updating and upgrading our website, upgrading our podcast and preparing to launch some really awesome projects. And we're, well, you know, we're looking to the next chapter in our own lives, with our work, with our companies. And uh, we want to encourage you to engage with transition. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. You just have to walk it out. So if you're discontent, engage it. If you're in the process of disconnecting, engage it. If you're looking right now and searching for what's next in your life, engage it because the next chapter, the next realm, the next level is going to be awesome. Well, last thing I want to encourage you to do, subscribe to our weekly email updates and do share this episode with your friends on social media. Let everyone know what you're engaging with here at brianholmes.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, we love you. We bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.